Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 192. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. What's up, folks? Let's have a show today. All righty. Hey, you guys know the deal. If you don't, I guess I'll explain it really briefly. What's Real Talk? We're just guys up to no good. <laughs> Doing some of the neighborhood. Just kidding. You, uh, we talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We answer anonymous questions from you. You can go to www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Go all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click submit a question. You can paste in an article, give a question, comment, um, and hit submit. It goes into our database instantaneously. That means right away and anonymously, which means we couldn't find it if we tried. Why do we do that? Well, we recognize that there are people out there, Christians, who have questions they want to ask about God, life, situations, um, their faith that they feel uncomfortable asking in person, their pastor or someone maybe. Maybe it's a touchy subject. Maybe they just feel embarrassed. So we want to give you an opportunity to have a place to ask those questions. Secondly, it's for those of you out there that aren't Christians, but maybe you're seeking or you're interested and you want to have a place where um, you know, you can ask those kinds of questions too and not feel like you're going to be jumped or whatever, or, um, you know, and you can do it anonymously. So that's it. That's the gist. Gist um, is spoken. AJ, you want to catch anyone up about anything on your life? Um, okay, that was said so strangely. I apologize. <laughs> um, overall, I'm doing okay, man. I don't really have a whole lot to share. I mean, um, I would say that the biggest thing is just push, uh, keep pushing through like, responsibility man i know like for me like that that is one thing that you know i can struggle with sometimes is 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 moving like actually moving so for me just got to try to keep moving um but other than that i think that's that's really it man i'll tell you this man so one of the you know i've been accused of being mean on the show right that's one of the things certain people said but i will you know one of the things that people have said, and we, we know this going on the show about you, is a lot of people feel like, not a lot, some people have felt like, so people, not a lot, but have said Todd's mean or whatever. Yeah. Some people have said that you, you tend to stay in the same place. And so you say a lot of the same things when it comes to, like, where you're at. And that could frustrate them. These are just random comments I've heard now outside the community. Yeah. So when I... And I, and, I, and I defend that. I know your heart. So, like, what would you say to those people who are hearing you and saying, hey, man, you said the same thing last week or the week before... Like, what would you say to them? What would you say to those people, I guess, that I know are watching, your fans of the show love you, but are like, hey, man, I feel like you're kind of in the same place lately? Um, like a roundabout. I would say that you're not wrong. Um, you know, I would also say, like, life's a journey. So, like, I know, like, I think I've kind of been, I've been, like, complacent in a lot of areas for a long time. So, like, you know, that's one thing. Like, I'll own up to that. Like, you guys, you know, if, if that's how you feel, you're probably right. You know, and, and so, not everyone again, just like not everyone thinks I'm grumpy. So I'm <laughs> right. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, you know, if, if you're listening and you feel that way, like, you know, there's probably a party. There's probably some truth to that, you know, and I do. Um, well, I mean, I think there is. You just said it. Yes. So like, you know, I think so. I guess what I'm saying is not telling them whether they're right, because you kind of admitted they're right. What would you say to those people? Like real talk. These are people like. We've invited them. They invite us into our lives. They're our friends. They're supporters. Maybe in some of the real talk, and I'm not confirming this because I'm not. They, none of them have told me. Yeah. But let's say some of the real ones, fan club people. You know, what's your actual response to that? That's not just you're right. Hmm. Um. Because they don't necessarily get to know, right? So, so they they get a snapshot of your life this week, right? And imagine it's the other way around. They care about you, and it's like every week it's this kind of not not the same thing, but sort of the same stuck hmm. you know well, how would that make you feel about something you care about and what would you be response to them 
my response would be, well, first off, it's cool that you see it. Like, thank you for saying something. But and this has been over years. It's not like a recent thing. Yeah. Um, I would say like I apologize for being complacent. Like, and I'm you know I want to take steps towards not being that. You know, and that requires me to, I guess, face the reality that I don't. Because I think sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. So I think for me, it's you know, and you've. Well, why do you think that? If if I'm going to ask questions for them, and yeah. again, no one said this like specifically, but why do you do that? Why don't you move? Hmm. Um, I am very insecure okay. in my steps, especially like. When it comes to life, dude. <laughs> and I think a lot of people relate to that, man. I don't think yeah. you're alone in that. Very insecure in that. Um, and not very confident. What do you mean by insecure? Like you're going to make the wrong decision? Or what do you, what do you mean? Um, very insecure in the sense that uh, it will be the wrong step. But also insecure in the fact that I don't believe in myself. Like mm. I don't believe I can do it a lot of the time. Um, I think one of the things that's hard is we tell people that it doesn't really matter what you necessarily feel at times. That we got to push through that. I know we've given that advice. We have, and you, that, that is totally, like, you're right, because that is one thing I struggle with so much in life right now, uh, not even right now, for a long time, most of it really, is that, you know, I still I still tend to give in to the emotion. I give in to the, you know, that, that part that you shouldn't. The part that we say not to, I do. So, that you know, and that's... So how do you rec- rectify that with your faith? You know, I believe in Christ. I can do all things in Christ. I, I'm more than a conqueror, you know, that we have joy, faith, peace, all those things. How do you, you know, for the people out there that maybe aren't believers, hmm. how do you, what do you do with that? Because if I'm not a believer, and again, dude, we all go through this to a degree, but I think just like people may typecast me as like, he's grumpy. You know, <laughs> you might get typecasted as that guy, and yet we're kind yeah. of telling them things that aren't, you know, what do you do with that? How, you know, what would you say to that person out there that maybe doesn't believe that's saying, okay, dude, you told us that this gives you peace and joy, and you're telling us you're miserable and don't mm. want to take a step in life? Um, I would say follow Christ, not me. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think that's a good answer, but that's yeah. not a, I don't know if that's necessarily a real answer because they could say you're doing, you're telling us advice you're not following. Hmm. Because there's a difference between, like, based on your own words, there's a difference between trying and failing, right? And everybody goes through this. Yeah. And I'm not picking on you. I think it's actually really good for people that are listening that may have these thoughts. Definitely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Um, And that's something I'm convicted about a lot, man. So for me, one of the areas that you are good at is kind of being a joyful person. And sometimes I don't reflect my joy, and I've tried to be better about that lately. And I want to continue to – because I have a lot to be joyful and thankful about. Yeah. And – but what what do you do with that? What do you say to those people? Or what do you say maybe to the believers who are saying, you know, I, I come on here to get a... Because we are being real, but it's it would be hard for me, I would imagine, if I was in, not in a place that don't know us fully or, mm-hmm. and I'm in the same place, to hear us give them advice that we're not taking. Not struggling with. I think struggling yeah. with is being real. Hmm. That's, dude, that's a I'm not even question. saying you're doing that. I'm saying, do you think you're doing that? And honest to God, this isn't a trick question. I don't know that you're doing it. I'm pretending I'm them. Right. And I think what you said was good about following Christ, not you. That's, I think that's <laughs> yeah. good. But we also are giving tangible advice a lot of times. Hmm. I would say it's a good question, man. That's something I've never really thought of. Um, is that... 
when it comes to faith, man, and it comes to life, and and again, this is kind of hypocritical if you look at it in the sense of like how I live, but I still believe that if you f- do what God has told you to do and you follow the example of Christ, you will have those things. Like, mm-hmm. you will. So what do you think hinders you in that? Um, I just don't have, I don't, I don't have that full belief all the time. I let it slip. I, I, whether that's distraction from the world or that's distraction from my own emotions, my sadness, my, you know, or I'm trying to think of what else there is. I think that's good, man. In a way, like you being transparent, I appreciate that because that is being real. And, you know, and and being a believer isn't, you don't, you're not fixed right away. You're not, you're not fixed. And sometimes we're all, we're all at different stages and sometimes you can even be strong in an area for in, in a season of your life and be weakened in another. The thing is, though, and I don't want people to typecast you any more than you want people to typecast me that I'm the grumpy guy. So Absolutely. that's part of why I'm asking you that is, you know, they may not see the times you have. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a really cool, real thing you just said, which was, listen, sometimes I don't – That's that, I hope you guys heard that. Sometimes I don't – I let my faith slip. All right. Yeah. And which reminds me of Peter, right? He's walking on water. And then he all of a sudden he's sick, man. Yeah. And I, mean, I think we can all relate to that. Um, and that's the beauty of Jesus, right? Is he doesn't let us drown. Hmm. Uh, you know, as he, as he pulls us out of that. Yeah. When we, when we fall. But, you know, I will say, man, like, and again, I like that you're also really transparent. Sometimes I'm selfish. Sometimes I'm. You know, whatever you, I don't know, the, the gist of it's kind of disobedience. Sometimes I don't do what I'm supposed to do. I oh, think absolutely. all of that is really honest. And I think Definitely. most people don't want to admit that because, and that's true. And sometimes, like, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with the feeling. Someone can struggle with a feeling that you've struggled with, for instance, or I've struggled with for, forever. Yeah. You hope not, right? You hope. Mm-hmm. But the faith comes from from the action. And, and, and I think that's just a great example, man, because it does remind me of Peter in the boat. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how do you get that? What do you do? What do you do to solidify your faith again? Like, really, tangibly. We're not just sitting here in front of a camera. Like, I'm asking you, what do you do? If the issue is your faith slipping, what do you do? Or what's, you know, how do you get that back in that moment? And by the way, when you say faith slipping, in case people are like, oh, my gosh, he's rejecting Christ. It's not what we're talking about. It's, it's the trust, right? It's, it's living out of, out of what you know to be true. Because sometimes we don't do that. I have to face the reality in that in like in that moment that I'm not willing to t- test what God's given me. Mm. What well, as far as what? Like peace, patience, all those things. What do you so mean like, as far as he's giving you though? Like you're like, not willing to s- test whether he will do that? Exactly, okay. because then I'd rather settle for not doing what he's told me to do and just accept that. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're no, I you down. Exactly. Or, yeah. or or I have to accept the reality that I when I feel this way, it's because I'm not doing what he's t- telling me to do. Yeah, that's honest, man. Yeah, so like, and I think that's good for people to hear that think that like, why is this guy doing that? Well, he, yeah, sometimes we aren't obedient. I know no. I'm not all of. Because then, what would it be if I were to, you know? So, so what is it? So, I guess the question was, like, what would I do? What are you going to do? You can't stay there. I have as to, far as your faith part, not the part of fixing <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. I have to, and you've you've spoken about this so much, but at the end of the day, even if it sounds, you know, quote, cliche, like it, it's truth, but like I have to hold God to his promises and do what he's told me to do. Mm. I have to. 
Because if I don't, then what am I doing? Why believe? So how are you going to do that if you've already struggled to? Like, um, you, like after today, we get off this show. Yeah. You know, what's the first step you take? The first step I take, man, is like actually that, read the Bible. Actually pray. Like don't just make it either don't do because because that's what I'll do. I'll either not do it or I'll make it some, you know, half-hearted, you know, BS, honestly, yeah. you know. <laughs> and the you know what the beauty is, and I think it's important to say too, is like God doesn't love you any less right now. Yeah, and I think sometimes that's hard for people because we mix that. So it's not like AJ saying you got to earn God's love. It's more of what we do to be healthy, so we remember God's love. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy to forget that in the midst of this world. That's man. true. Yeah, and it is. It's a hard world, and Jesus told us that there will be trials and tribulations in this world. But take heart, for I've overcome the world. Mm. The servant is not greater than the master. They hated me; they'll hate you. And that, and that goes really big in a lot of ways. Yeah, it goes all the way back to the curse, right? Your life—it's going to be hard. There's going to be work now because of what we've done. Yep. Um. So I admire that you're honest, man, and I don't think you should ever stop being honest about where you're at. I just wanted people to be able to see the side of you that isn't just staying there, because I know you're not. I know you're not content to that. We know that. Because we know you and talk to you outside of it. Yeah. These people, and we've talked about the challenge of this show before, is they're getting at most an hour of our lives, some people, to know us at all. That's true. And there's more than that, right? Like, we're trying to share and be transparent about our struggles, maybe more than our positives, not because we're glorifying that, but because we're trying to make certain people out there, some of you out there that feel like you have to be have it all together, know that it's okay that to you not, don't. And yeah. that it is a journey, like you said earlier. And yeah. We're on, a, we're on a path, man. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like... Since we're, like, on that topic, like, another thing that I know I have to do is I have to, like, hold, I have to make my word, like, I have to make my word legitimate again, mm. you know, I know I haven't, and that's, that's, that's just straight truth, <laughs> you know, I have, I have uh, self-sabotaged a lot of my own, um, like, honor, and, like, I've, mm. and I've self-sabotaged a lot of my, um, not for some reason, my mind keeps trying to tell me self worth. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm. So it's it's my word. Like uh, people don't believe that anymore a lot of the time, and that's okay because like I understand I've done that. So like for me, it's holding my word on to people too. Like doing what I say I'm going to do. Whether and, and even if that and that has to be in everything, the small and the big. Starting with the small. If I'm and that even includes myself because a lot of the time I I break that with myself even. Mm. So like. You know, you can even use something as simple as sleeping and getting up. <laughs> you know, I don't get up when I say I, I'm going to. That is, a, you know, we've talked about small victories on the show before. You, you know, you've told me a lot, like, you have to stack small victories. Well, that's something I haven't been doing because I'm not even holding to my own word. So then I'm not holding my word to anybody else either. And then when that mm-hmm. stacks, that's when it can get hard because then... Like I said, you, I have to, I have to regain that that honor in my word again. So that, so for me, like I have to do that. I have to do what I'm saying I'm going to do to myself and then to others. I think that's really good that you said to yourself because, you know, when you start to doubt yourself, it's hard to keep, like for lack of a better word here, your word to others because you already are doubting yourself. Yeah. And one of the things I appreciate and admire about you, man, I've said this before, is you're a humble guy and you're honest about. You know, your struggles. And, you know, one of the things I think people need to know, too, so I've done this before. I do this a lot. Sometimes we we can even um, not keep our word because of a desire to please 
and, and be unrealistic in our capability of getting things done. So I know that happens to me sometimes, right? So I'll say yes to 50 things. I used to do this even. This is one I used to do, and I bet you there's people that can relate to this. I would say, like, you would ask me to do something at 5 o'clock, and I'd say yes, like, yesterday. And Clint would ask me today, hey, can you do this at 5 o'clock? And I would say yes to that and walk I, away going, how in the world am I, I going to do, I do that. two things at the same time? Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then a lot of it's learning to not, for me, I don't know about for you, was learning – and I still, I still, that's probably my biggest struggle when I do fail to keep my word is just not necessarily doing it at the same time, but over filling my plate too much. It's not humanly possible. Hmm. But, um, oh gosh, I had, a, I had a thought. Oh yeah. One of the things I think that's helpful is to just realize that people aren't going to hate you if you say no. And the people that do are not people that you really want to be in your life anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's really good, man. And that is so... Like you had, that's so like that'd be so freeing if you lived out of that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard, man. We yeah, we're 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 trained in America at least in the school system to be very compliant. Mm. You know, to be it's like there's two extremes: it's either be a complete selfish person that never does anything for anyone, or be a completely compliant person. Yeah, those that's are like, true. Those are the two things we're sort of pressed and into. I feel like they kind of feed off each other because. If you're a completely compliant person, you don't want to come off as selfish. Well, and exact, And here's the thing. When you're compliant, because as Christians, we are to love sacrificially. But if I tell you both I'm doing something at 5 o'clock, most likely I'm going to end up doing neither, which means I love neither. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not saying there's people out there. Some people go, oh, I'm supposed to. People are going to get mad. I always hated that thing of, like, I have to get my cup filled before I can fill others, meaning, like, somehow there's this amount of me time, you know, it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't rest before they can love other people. And I don't see that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is being realistic about your capabilities so that you can love someone. That's really you can't, good, man. Even if you can't quote, serves everyone in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's really, really honest, man. And I get that. That's so. really good, dude. That's like being super self-aware. Like, I love that. It's hard to do, but... Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate you being that honest and uh, transparent. I think that's that can be really encouraging for some of you out there that are in the same boat, is recognizing it's a journey, standing up, walking, um, being willing to admit things to yourself, not to tear your self-worth down, but so that you take stock of the situation. It's like, we, I, we've used this analogy, or I've used this analogy a lot. Um, if you walk in, if I, if, I have a, if I have a bullet in my leg... Mm-hmm. Yeah, knife's an easier one. If I have a knife in my leg and I come in and I tell you guys, I'm limping around, and you go, hey, dude, there's a knife in your leg, and I say no, that's not going to make me stop limping just because I'm pretending there's not an issue. A lot of times the only way to deal with an issue to improve the situation is to admit the reality of the situation so you can bring out, quote, pull out, quote, the knife and begin to heal that wound or to do whatever you need to do to get to a healthy place. You know what mm. I mean? So hope you guys get encouraged by that. Yeah, man. That was. Thank you for asking questions yeah. and like really digging in because that, that was awesome. And it, I mean, it sucks, but it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think. I think it. I think it ended up spinning pretty positive, man. I think. I think that people need to know that we're human. Yeah, including me and my grumpiness because that's not all I am. Um, and two, you know, it's not all you are. And to also let people know that it is a journey. Hmm. Um, you know. And it doesn't mean someone's not a believer. Or, and I like what you said. Listen, just because the messenger struggles with the message doesn't mean the message is any less true. Yeah, absolutely. So, as far as my life, so that you don't awkwardly wait five seconds to ask. I was uh, 
Things are <laughs> you okay, know me man. So well. Things are okay. I'm very tired today. Uh, I mentioned this. I think I'm, I don't know what I mentioned the show anymore. What's in just life? But I get it. You know, I had some decent rest for me last few days, or last a couple weeks ago, or week. And then when I don't, I really notice it now. Today was really, really rough. I was dragging. Um, I've been been up since early this morning. That's not the issue, but I've just been mentally and just physically dragging, you know? Um, and it's actually kind of making me a little nervous because I have been really sleepy lately, um, during the day particularly. Uh, Which is not like you. No. At night, I'm still struggling to sleep. Like, I'll get sleepy initially, but when I actually go to sleep, I'm still, it's very fitful. So that is, uh, that's, that's kind of what's going on today. And I think I need to, I have to be very, very aware when I'm in these modes because it can be easy to be snappy. Mm. <clears throat> so that's why I took time before the show today to, you know, to really get in the word and try to focus on myself because I could feel myself wanting to do that. Or like, that sounds evil, right? You feel like someone be evil. No, I could feel myself l- starting to look negatively at all the things around me. Mm. <clears throat> or to, and really what it all boils down to, if I'm honest, is, I'm, is I get incredibly, is my ability to handle stress goes way down. My threat when I'm exhausted. Yeah, that threshold you know what goes I'm down. Yeah. So I'm doing okay other than that. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Hmm. So a lot of exciting things, a lot to be blessed about. We were talking about that before the show. Hmm. Very, very thankful. Yeah. I've been kind of obsessed with this. Uh, I'm obsessed. That sounds I'm thinking a lot about. So I had we got one, we got some bands. You remember the guys? We all got bands like last year. Those little silicone bands. I actually the one I would be referencing it, but I forgot it today when I took a shower for some reason. <clears throat> and I have one that's called, and I didn't wear it. I just found it again recently. And you guys may have seen me wear it. I think it started like Friday of last week. It's the Be the Light one. It says Be the Light. Mm. And it seems so, like at first, I was like, I wonder why I didn't wear that. Did I feel like it was too corny? But it's been such a weird, God has used that to just really continue to encourage and push that idea of being positive and being a light in people's lives instead of being something darker or something that drives them down. So I'm bummed that I forgot it today. But I've been thinking a lot about that, you know, Jesus tells us that be the light, you know, we're the light of the world, we're salt, and that I need to be intentional about being that. Mm. And it's much easier to be intentional about that when I'm fed and I'm reading the Bible. So if you're a Christian out there, and even if you're not, but right, you, you know, you're, you've got more to worry about right now or to think about before you get there. But if you're a Christian, you're not reading the Bible every day. You know, you're, you are making it harder on yourself. That's like trying to go run a marathon without ever drinking any water or eating. It's, you know, you might be able to finish through, but it's not, it's not going to be healthy. And I get it. Well, Todd, I don't always feel better when I read. I get that. But what if I told you that, let's say that, <clears throat> I don't know, you're, I guess I'll simplify it. What if I'm, what if it would be even worse without it? You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. things don't improve. It doesn't, quote, feel like, but what if it, if it could be worse? Yeah. Your mood, your attitude, your all those things. And I think sometimes if, if we either Man. want, we either want spectacular or we want nothing. And that's not the options, right? You that's know, not realistic. It's just walking, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, you know, and I'm with you, man. There's areas I just want to get better at. I got to keep, keep pushing. Yeah. And trying to stay aware of the kingdom and that it's all real. And I felt a little overwhelmed lately again. I was talking to you guys about that before the show. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure how to handle that yet, about how to handle the various things that, that I feel, either one, I'm supposed to do, or I feel... I pressure myself to do that maybe aren't mine. <clears throat> yeah. But I, <clears throat> I am, I am, I don't like admitting this, but I'm trying to get better so I don't go through the, the grumpy stage I went through, you know, a while back. 
several months ago or year, I I have to figure out how to not let that drown me. Mm. Um, which I'm very thankful that that, that God, and I believe the Holy Spirit truly is sort of reminding me more. Like I'm not just slipping into that. Do you know what I mean? Slipping into the the mindset because you guys know I would either one drown and be really snappy, or I would go kind of grind mode and and burn a bunch of people that mm. I love. So I can't do that either. So just figuring that out. And yeah, one of man. one of the things I just got I got to get more sleep. I don't know how to do that yet, but I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, man. Um, I, it's hard, man. You do have a hard time sleeping. It's rough. Dude. Yeah, people don't believe that. They think I'm just yeah. like partying. It's like, no, no. Man, I, I genuinely don't get sleepy like that. It's true, dude. Oh, that's what's weird about me sleeping during the day lately. I think I told you guys. Like, it's freaking me out a little. Like, something's wrong with me, but I'm trying not to think that way. Anyway, update with that on the fun list. If you guys don't know, nice. I've been challenged because I don't know how to have fun. I've been having fun. We have a giant list. If you want to add to the fun list of things I could do and AJ could do to have fun, because we aren't great at it. Nope. Intentional fun, that is. <clears throat> um, it's right here. So, I want to update you guys. I am behind. However, I have done some stuff. Oh, yeah. Ended up watching the movie Nobody, which I liked a lot. Great movie. Um, spoke to my masculine heart for sure. I did play a video game for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I told the people in my life I love them. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to see here, and I think that's all. I did invite myself to the Jones' house for dinner, but I have not gone there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Got a lot of things to catch up on, but we're not going to stop the party. I've got to add two more. The party I will not quit. We'll continue. So, Clint, we have between one and forty-three. If there's ones that's specific to me, you'll just have to do your own. You know, got somewhere. you. Um, I can do that. So, one to forty-three. What do you got? Fun turn. All right, he's buying time. It is rolling, and it is number nine. Number nine. Bowling. Bowling. You got to go bowling, dude. I love bowling. <laughs> I love golf. I love bowling. <laughs> All right. And then I think one more, right? Because in Thursday. What's the other one? I don't know how we're going to do that. 27. 27. Oh, boy. What's 27? S- start a book that you've been meaning to read that interests you. I like that they didn't say read the whole book. Let's Actually, start one. I got one right over there. It's perfect. Perfect. Done. You guys heard it here. We're going to do that. All right. Is it weird? Do you get nervous about these things? I, I hate the fact that I'm like, I feel good that I kind of caught up on some. Yeah. Um, so now I feel good. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I got to get going on this. I do like, it's funny cause it's like, it's supposed to be a fun list, but there is like some nerve to it. You know what though? When I'm in the middle of it, like watching that movie, it I love that. Fun. That was a great movie. It's true. Yeah. So it is working. Yeah. So anyway, there we go. Awesome. So now we have to move on to the most important things. The questions. The questions. And those will start with number one. Did Noah or his sons ever have to go out and steer the ark or did they stay inside the whole time? Why is why is the question so funny? I don't know, man. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I pause <laughs> right before I ask a question. I understand. And when I get to the question, I it just makes me laugh. I get it. I've been there myself. Yeah. Anyways, sometimes, yeah. Anyways. Let's see. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume no. I would completely agree with you. We have no indication of it. Why would he need to steer? The entire world is covered in water. Exactly. So, so all it's he's like, doing is trying to stay alive. Exactly. And that boat was so big, how's he going to steer it? it? There's no way. It's just free floating. Although I think that's a good question. Free floating. <laughs> free floating and I'm free. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, think it, I think they just floated, man, just mm. to uh, the entire time, right? I mean, the earth yeah. is covered in a flood and you're just trying to stay alive. 
I just sometimes I think about that and how insane that would be. Yeah, man. You know what's interesting? And this is true. Every, even scientists, but every culture, religion has the, uh, the, that has a great flood in their, in their story. <sighs> that's even, that's even so scientists cool. say there was a great flood at one point. That's really cool. I now I'm that. sure they flip and go, yeah, you took that from, that just means you're one of the, like the rest of them. I'm like, mm, not really. <laughs> they, they typically, I know scientists typically say it's be, I don't know anything about anything else, but I, one of the random things that I've, I've read recently. I don't know recently. anything about anything else. Anyway, but, go on. That's what he said. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. More about the religious. Side I, get things, it, I get it. But, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the scientists say it's more of a, they, they claim it's, it's because the ice age was thawing and then it was doing all that and that's what it was doing or sure. it was leading into one because the ice needed to be there so water needed it. It's all a bunch of humbo jumbo, in mm. my opinion. Did you say humbo jumbo? Yep, I did. Humbo jumbo. Anyway, you're I'm gonna, up. I'm going to have Great that question. shoot across the screen. That would be added to the merch list. Humbo jumbo. <laughs> we should also have torn on the list. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, but that one is direct from the show, and I would that, I would wear that shirt. Imagine a shirt that just says it's all humbo jumbo, or it just said humbo jumbo, which is cool. Humbo jumbo, <laughs> dude, and it's like it's got like sprinkles on it or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're up. <laughs> which I don't know. Sprinkles? I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, would you rather be a ventriloquist like Jeff Dunham or an impressionist like Frank Caliendo? Can already do impressions, so I'm going to say Jeff Dunham. Being a ventriloquist in general would be incredible. It's pretty cool, Also, actually. when I played Daisy with Puppet, it would be much better, because I could be like, Ooh. And she'd be like, <gasps> yeah. it's not talking. Yeah. Dude, I, I would say I'd rather be an impressionist like Frank Caliendo, because it'd be so fun to just mess with people in drive-thrus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? I, I already live this life. This is what mm. I do in drive-thrus. In fact, my employees get so angry at me when I do it. They're like, you need to stop. It's embarrassing. And I'm like, I've gone viral. Well, maybe not viral, but at least viral in this town on Snapchat. Not even joking. They literally came through and they're like, you're the guy. And I go, what? And they're like, you're the guy from Snapchat. And I go, I guess. See, there you go. You could be viral sensation. Um. <clears throat> this is from last week, which we don't really have a ton of context. I think it was from live, actually. I think so. But it's still, uh, I think it'll make sense to you guys, the pod squad, regardless, because they give context. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to finish my question slash thought before it made me submit. This is such a sad thing that it's said Christians are forcing their views on people, but this article shows people turning a blind eye to people shoving their views and not being open. The book talks about positive things we as humans, we as humans should be all about anyways love peace and joy mm-hmm. so the article the article is from wonderwall.com the news is kirk cameron claims over 50 libraries have denied him the story hour slot to read his faith-based books that's right and i mean there was there's several libraries all across america big libraries that have denied him of course the time but um, if you want to talk about a book that says sally wants to be a boy I guarantee mm-hmm. you they would let him read it. it absolutely. Um, and that, that's where a lot of it actually came in was like, uh, so one, one of the examples is Brave Brooks. B- Brave. So it actually is, that's the case? Brave. I haven't read the article yet to know Yeah. That. So, like, so that did happen. Brave Books insists that libraries are more interested in catering to the LGBTQ plus wow. community than faith. I believe it. So a lot of them are saying. Um, that was unbelievable. One Rhode Island library that was approached by Kurt Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book, by the way, is called As You Grow, 
Um, let's see what it says here. The book, uh, he says, is a part of a, whole, of a whole universe of books with a whole series of characters. It teaches biblical wisdom and value producing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, self-control. And I think that's what the questioner person says is like all those things are beautiful regardless of what you believe. Definitely. But listen to this. So one Rhode Island library that turned him down that um, promoted an event called the Queer Umbrella which mm-hmm. it describes as a, quote, safe place where teens can learn, discuss, and connect over queer history, art, and community services. And then <clears throat> their, quote, the library w- worker told Brave Books, which is his books, quote, no, we will pass on having you run a program in our space. Quote, we are a very queer-friendly library. Our messaging does not align. Yeah, and, and that was essentially the same <clears throat> message they got throughout all the other libraries they tried to go with to, to do this. San Diego Library supposedly told the publisher that allowing the, quote, growing pain star to read his book during story hour is not, quote, something we, that we would do, end quote. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Another library near San Francisco allegedly hosts a, quote, every month is Pride Month series, end quote. A staffer there plainly told Kirk that the library wasn't interested in his book, Fox reported. Yep. Other libraries in New York and Indiana. There we go, folks. Right here yep. in Indiana. Yep, Indiana. Also reportedly said no for a variety of reasons. Hmm. He said, quote, this is proof that more than ever we're getting destroyed in the battle for the hearts and minds of our children. Publicly funded libraries are greenlighting gender marker and name change clinics while denying a story time that would involve the reading of a book that teaches biblical wisdom. How much more clear can it get? We have to start fighting back or we will lose our kids in this country. Hmm. Um, Trent Talbot, founder and CEO of Texas-based Brave Books, said in a statement to Fox News, quote, it's devastating to discover that many of our publicly funded libraries have now become indoctrination centers that refuse to allow biblical wisdom to be taught to our children. The woke left understands morality is instilled by the age of 10. That's something for you parents out there to hear. Morality is instilled by the age of 10, and they want their morality to win, not the morality that the Bible teaches. Man, dude. So I think, I think the biggest point, regardless of what you believe, of course, we already know what the truth is here, right? You're at Real Talk, so clearly you know we're believers, and we believe in the biblical wisdom, which, by the way, that is all good stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, and certainly you know our stance on gender changes. God doesn't make a mistake. However, I will tell you this. By the way, I want to I want to make an argument at the atheists who came back at me with that because I know what they would say. I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. The biggest thing to me, though, is that these are publicly funded libraries. Yes. So they should not have a bias. No. You get what I mean? That's, should that's You should care about that regardless of anything else because they should it should not have a bias like that. Absolutely. It's government funded. That's really good, man. I honestly don't have anything else to add because, I mean, you're right. That, that's ridiculous. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> you're up. All right. <laughs> what kind of legacy would you like to leave for your kids or future kids? It's a very interesting question, primarily because I want to do a series called Legacy. I think I told you this. Yeah. About five months ago, I thought I came out and I haven't done it yet because it just didn't feel like the right time. However, I think a lot about legacy lately. We've talked about this. This has been a big deal to me. So before you check out, because you may be out there saying I don't have any kids, you still are going to leave a legacy, right? Whether it's yeah. to your future kids or just to this world, right? So for me, <clears throat> um, I want my daughter to be proud of her dad. And I want her to be able to look at her dad and have him be someone whose life, though imperfect, um, pointed people to Jesus. And not only that, but was was loving and kind and courageous and, you know, someone that she can look to. One of the most humbling things since becoming a dad Yeah, is the idea 
of, and I think about this all the time, would I want my daughter to date a guy like me? And that, that'll change your mindset. And I'll tell you guys that too, even thinking about that. If you had a daughter, do you want her dating someone like you? And if the answer is no, you got to change something. So for me, I want her to be really proud of me. Um, not even for me, but for her. So she can have a name that brings honor to her. Uh, I definitely want to leave her financially set. You know, that's something that's kind of maybe disappeared in our culture. I want her to be able, I want her to have all the things that, you know, she should have. I want her to be able to, and other kids, you know, son, son's different. Right? I could come to that, too. Yeah. I want my son to have a name, because he'll carry that name forever. And I want him to be proud of that name. Mm. And um, But but I have a daughter right now. And I want her to uh, to be able to, I want to pay for her marriage. You know, I want to um, leave her something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, someday I want to set her up. It gets me emotional. I don't know why. Uh, I'm starting to get emotional thinking about it. But I want her to be set up in life. If she wants to go to college, I want to take that burden off of her. Yeah, and all those kinds of things, and some of that is financial, and that's not wrong. Um, but I think the other, the most important thing is I want her to be proud of her dad, and to and and to have a positive view of that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I want her to know that the kingdom matters. And that, that's good. Man, dude. I'm about to get. Why is that making me emotional? It's such an interesting thing. But I want her to know that, like, I really believed what I said I believed. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that even though I'm imperfect, that that showed in, in the in the trajectory of my life. Exactly. You want your life to show that yeah. you, you meant what you said. Yeah. Like, that it does matter. What about you? Kid or future kid, he says. I mean, I want... I'm, it's very similar to you, man. Like, I want... Well, first off, it made me think about my life, for one. Because I know earlier we discussed, like, my life. And I was like... Not just yours, man. But, yeah. So, like, you know, I was thinking about... You know what? What kind of legacy would I be leaving right now? It's not a good one. At least that's what it feels like. But um, it'd be good, man. It's a character was so like. So for me, it's it's changes like that. That was what came to my mind. But like, as far as leaving it for my, you know, for a kid, man, dude, like, I think I'd want to leave a legacy of like, laugh, like, like don't make life so heavy, um, and I would want to set them up in some way. Like you said, I would want I would want them to be comfortable, but then I'd also want them, and this is something that probably comes from my roots, is I'd also want them to be prepared for the world. Though <clears throat> that's a great point that I didn't say that I would do as well. Yeah, like you you know, like yeah. I would want them to be prepared for what's to come because I wasn't, and so and that that's given me a lot of disadvantages so i would i would want them to have i want to give them what they would need and want at times but also i want to leave that legacy of like you know being prepared so like yeah i think that's most one of the biggest things is preparing them for what the world is going to be um yeah yeah it's good man Mm -hmm. yeah and and that becomes even i mean for both right character but for for a son and people may not like i think it's even more important if you had a son because that's you can say what you want about this world we live in this world where somehow equality means sameness but you know men have to be different than women they the standard that's put on men even in our modern world is different it is they can say it's not in the world but it is as far as um nobody cares if you're sad nobody cares if you know and they've they've got to be strong enough to to make it through that yeah they gotta push past that stuff man there's a good question Oh, absolutely. Shout out. That was a yeah. cool question. All right. Uh, let's see. I just read in Genesis 7, 2 to 3, that it says, 
take seven pairs of animals for sacrifice and one pair of all other kinds. I, I was taught growing up it was just one pair. Why do you think the seven pairs for sacrifice gets left out in the big church teachings? <clears throat> well, I think the, the, well, let me flip it. I think the reason they focus on one pair is, is the main thing is they're saying there was at least a pair of every animal, right? So the seven pairs of animals for sacrifice means there were also clean animals. Remember, they were clean and unclean. Yeah. Clean would have been good for sacrifice, but also for eating. Mm. Remember? So, because um, remember, Noah made a sacrifice as soon as they started, I'm pretty sure, or right before. So there's a pair there. So, you're gonna want more of the un, you're gonna want more of the clean animals than the unclean. Yeah, and I think and that's why. Interesting. So, um, I just think it's one of those things that as non-Jews, it's cool to think about, but it doesn't. It's probably viewed not as like crucial to understand. Yeah, um, but it's a great catch, by the way, because honestly, uh, dear watcher, dear I didn't watcher. even you know I went back and and we and I opened this up to look at it right before the show and. Uh, I had not caught that before. Yeah. So, good catch. But, yeah, that's the reason. Hmm. Let's see here. In the Old Testament, it mentions how the sacrifice how the sacrifices would please the Lord. How would the people have known if it pleases God or not? He told them. He tells them. Hmm. <clears throat> so, particularly in uh, Leviticus, later on, it's very much spelled out. Um, but I believe even, yeah, I'd have to look at the earliest mention of it, but... Definitely, God tells the people very specifically. Now, what's really interesting is if you look at the the unclean animals versus clean animals, mm-hmm. scientists and stuff now. So, for instance, have you guys ever heard of, weirdly enough, I've heard of this recently without knowing this question. Is mm-hmm. you're, it's something called like trichinosis. Trichinosis. Something like that. And this is the disease or parasites that you get from certain meat that is not cooked well at okay. a high enough temperature. Pork is one of them. Uh, bear. People eat bear sometimes if it's not cooked. Guess what a lot of the unclean animals were. Hmm. Animals that, if not, that were very easy to get diseases from. Well, that's wild. Huh. So God was also looking out. Yeah, for, for his, his people. people. Dang, dude. Isn't that wild? That's so cool. Yeah. I, I never knew that. Uh-huh. That's yeah. so cool. So, huh. good question. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so <clears throat> that's that's just unclean animals. Going to the rest of the sacrifice, he very specifically, uh, yeah, come back because I, I want to answer this fully. Mm-hmm. He very sp- for, there's various types of sacrifices, and we don't. Ha- I mean, we had we don't have time right now in the context of this question to answer this, and that's why we should be so thankful that it was all wrapped in Christ. But there were different sacrifices for different things, all kinds of different. He very God was very specific, which is cool. But also stressful. It, it told exactly what they needed to be like. Mm. So even up to like color at times, you know, or or unblemished and all these things. So he told them what the sacrifices needed to be. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Uh, we got we got one I'll more. I'll ask you one here. Kind of got. It looks like it's more. <clears throat> oh, never mind. There's a question at the end of this one. All right. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Battery powered Christians charge up on Sunday. Hope to survive till next Sunday on one charge. Christians need a full power charge every day. Read the Bible, pray, and worship. That's true. Have you charged your battery today? Man, dude, this is convicting because I haven't. So, and it's funny because we were having conversations before we were recording, and you even asked me. And I was like, no. <laughs> hey, but we had some before the show. We had a little mini one. We read out Philippians. That's true, man, which I'm really thankful for because I thought it was really good, and it was really good stuff. So, 
Um, but I couldn't agree with you anymore. You know, this kind of goes into, you know, <laughs> um, don't always do what I do, but do as I say. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, clearly, you know, it's so important, dude. Yeah, to, but don't sell yourself short real quick. Because that is something that we all go through that you have been really strong at at times. Particularly oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so sorry. Read the you. Bible, pray, worship, man. Like those are just such good ways. I mean, it, it's it's if you're a Christian listening, it's it's like a requirement, man. Like like you need it if it, you want to be healthy. Yes, you need it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I have some um, everything. I, I haven't worshipped, I guess, in the sense of singing yet, uh, or like you know, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I, I will, uh, and I'm glad for the reminder. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. One of the things we talked about is I've tried to be very, very consistent in my study time, like my own personal devotion time outside of studying for stuff. And it's made a difference in my life, man. It's really cool, yeah. man. It's it's a cool little, little testimony for sure. So we'll I mean, see. you can tell the difference. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's just, you it's, can. It's like whether you eat or not. Much. <laughs> Same thing. All right. We got a statement here. Statement. <laughs> Noah built the ark in seven days. <clears throat> I bet that was long days where he didn't get much, if any, sleep. But yet we, myself included, can't be bothered to stay up later for someone who needs me. Or answer my phone in the middle of the night if I hear it. Super convicting. Mm. Your thoughts on that? I agree. Um, you know, I I know for me, when I'm not in, or, you know, if I'm not in a good standing relationship with Jesus and I'm just off trying to do my own thing, I know for a fact that I'm so much more self, uh, self-indulged. self I'm so much more selfish, man. And so... I think pursuing that relationship with Christ is what brings compels us to pick up the phone in the middle of the night, even if we don't want to, you know, or That's whatever good. it may be. So, like, that is convicting because, like, I don't know, man. We're just very selfish people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Interesting con- interesting connection, too, between the ark and... Um, because there's the aspect of being obedient, you know, Loving people, even when you don't feel like it, to be obedient. Because you know, if you if you're waiting to love people, when you feel like loving them every time, you're going to have those days where you don't. Absolutely. So sometimes it's going to be like and this is odd. Sometimes you love not out of feeling, but out of obedience. Just yep. kind of weird for us to think about. It's really good, man. Anyway, I'm trying to see if we got any things here. That's good thoughts, though, dude. Absolutely. Now I will say this one. Actor Mc, Neil McDonough. Have you looked this up? You'll know this guy. You oh, yeah. Up? Uh, fun turn showed me a picture of him. I guarantee you recognize him. Yeah, I you? did. So this guy's actually pretty famous. I've seen him multiple times. For those who are, you know, for most of you, I think the, the thing you'll recognize in the most, for the most popular thing recently is Flash. He played uh, Damon, is it Darkin or something like that? He uh, <clears throat> plays villains a lot. So he's in the Flash. He plays I think, something dark, Damien Dark or something. Okay. Uh, interesting, interesting guy. Uh, he was in Band of Brothers. He's in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's usually known for portraying movie villains. Says he's now focused on creating faith-based projects that align with his family values. Um, anyway, it's interesting. Uh, he said that his display of Christian faith won't end with his Christmas special. He and his wife of almost 20 years, Ruve, has started their own film company, McDonald Company, that will reflect their strong values as a devout Catholic. McDonald said, representing the faith, his faith is the only, quote, only thing, end quote, that he knows. Hmm. 
Um, it's hard because I've done so many different characters and done so many things, and some of them I play horrible villains in a lot of things that I do, and I won't do kissing scenes, so I have to be the best villain out there. Known for his performance in Band of Brothers, Minority Report, and Desperate Housewives, McDonough shared in the past that he was cut from roles because of his strong Christian convictions, and it cost him his job on ABC's Scoundrel series in 2010. Uh, he and his wife, a South African model, have five children together. The loyal husband said he refuses to kiss his co-stars because, quote, quote, because these lips are meant for one woman, end quote. But now Ruve and I are producing our own films. All of our projects have a faith backdrop. The content that we're making will not always be overtly faith-based, but, quote, faith-friendly and so much that we want to reach out to people who aren't just Christians. The couple hopes their message will reach people of all backgrounds, so they too would be encouraged to make the world a better place. Hmm. He said, I've certainly done plenty enough where my characters don't portray the best thing in his life, but as an actor, you're part of a piece. My part of the piece was to be the dark side of things and things, which is really interesting because that's kind of the antithesis to what I am in real life. So it's a great challenge as an actor. It's a great challenge as a man. It's also a great challenge as a child of God to press on with the right material. Hmm. Uh, for years, they weren't in a position, him and, the, him and his wife weren't in a position to launch their own company. want to be strategic with the work they plan to create. Um, this is, in, man, he, this is cool. Now I have the opportunity because Ruben and I are doing it ourselves, and I'm so blessed to have companies support us and back us and wanted to make more films and TV shows or reality shows or any kind of show that give glory to him. I mean, Don declared, this part's cool. Not just to make a movie, but to do a movie that actually gives him glory. That's our goal. So cool, man. And he added, that's what we're after, and we're very fortunate to be able to do it. He said the entertainment company is already doing real well, and will soon be online, too. And he ended his interview by encouraging people to watch Christmas with the Tabernacle Choir, which I have no idea what that is. So. Me either. But very cool, man, Like, and very brave. Very brave of him to step out, you know, especially in, in Hollywood, and start a faith-based film company. Yeah, I actually Googled him, because I mean, I thought that's who it was, because mm -hmm. actually... And, uh, yeah, man, he refused to do any kissing scenes. And he was on Desperate Housewives. I don't know if you – I never watched the show, but that was a yeah. pretty risque show. Oh, yeah. And he never – they had to, like, creatively write because he never kissed his, quote, wife in that show. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's that's, yeah. that's pretty bold, man. Oh, yeah. Pretty bold. Reminds me of uh, an interesting story from my college days. As you know, I was in a play. I think I've told you this. Yes. I played a cowboy by the name of Shadow Long. Shadow Long, baby. Now, the interesting thing is I got into, had to knife fight a Native American. I have Native American in me, but I got to dress as a cowboy. I was literally a cowboy. Todd, what the heck does that have to do with anything? I'm getting there. So I went to a Christian college, as you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a kissing scene in which I was supposed to kiss this girl. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to be blunt with you. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, I, it wasn't like I wanted to kiss this girl. I wasn't, I'm going to say this, she was a cute girl, but I wasn't like in attracted to her it was genuinely because i was like hey if i'm gonna be in a play i'm gonna go all out right yeah because <clears throat> even so she did not want to kiss me because of the same thing she wanted her first kiss because her parents first to be with her husband which i thought was cool yeah really cool so i was cool with that so we had to do a fake kiss which involved subtly sliding your hand up between your lips like i turned my back to the, to the mm. audience and then you kiss the hand yeah so we did that because she was my girl in this she was like a she was so it was a crazy play. I'm in a diner, <laughs> waiting for a waiting for a bus. I meet a Native American. We start fighting. I fall in love. It's a strange story. Anyway, however, you know what she did want to do and want to act out hmm. and thought we should really commit to is in in one of the scenes I get slapped. I believe it's after I kiss her. Now. There might be some theater folk out there that know that there's a little trick to that too, which is you slap your hand. Yeah. Right? To the crowd, as you look, you, you kind of slap at them and you slap your hand. You yeah. Slap a hand. No. We thought it best that 
We really you, sell you the take, slap. You take a palm so to the face, man. In the practices, even I was slapped twenty times, multiple times. How how hard was she swinging? Oh, she sla- she slapped me good, bro. Because the director was like, "We need this to really, you know, you're very angry." And then, <laughs> so she slapped the crap out of me, dude. Dude, um, which I think she relished a little too much. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, um, she was a really, really sweet girl. But I thought the whole point of that is funny story. Two things. One, she didn't want to kiss because she wanted to say that for her husband, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And two, um, but she certainly was committed to slapping me. So, end of story. Also, I almost didn't show up to that play. I got sort of cold feet, weirdly, and wasn't going to show up. And literally, was just there was no understudy. I was going to ruin the whole play. I was not going to show up. <laughs> and I rolled in. I rolled in last minute. Bro. Last minute and did the play. Man, I feel really guilty that I almost didn't because I caused that director so much stress. I was the main character. Oh, I, man, I, dude. I, I don't think I made – I probably didn't tell you this. I was not the side character. Yeah, I was were... the main character. <laughs> uh-huh. You're the lead, lead I was role. the lead role. And I and I just – the day of, everybody's – and I didn't, wasn't going to show. And he's texting me, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, man. And then I ended up showing. Rolled in, got ready, threw my thing on, and moved on. But, yeah. Just did the thing. Yeah. That's anyway, amazing. <laughs> this is such a weird, random story, but I thought it was funny because the connection here was the kissing. Yeah. Shadow Long. <laughs> the name's Shadow. Shadow Long. My daddy had one heck of a sense of humor. That was my first line. Nice. Well, not my first line, but when I met the guy. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I sat at the bar, and that's what I said to her. She goes, how you doing? You know, you want to drink? And I just cut to the chase. Hey, how you doing? Name's Shadow. <laughs> That's amazing. Shadow alone. So, for you, do you, like, do you actually remember? Like, if you had to like sit, do you think you'd actually remember most of your lines from no. that play? Uh, if I think if I had, um, if I had like it in front of me, I could probably remember stuff. I remember that line because it was like one of the first line. Nice. Lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. What was the play called? Do you remember? I'm trying to look that up right now, dude. Uh, I do not remember. Googling Shadow Long play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's one thing that I commend you for doing because I was going to do plays in high school. Um, I was but, only in college, dude, and the guy asked me because he yeah. said, you know what, man, I think you can play a cocky Southern guy. That's literally what he said, which, irony. Anyway. <laughs> the irony. Like, I commend you, man, because that's a – and I mean, it's a like that group of people, man. They can be very overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> I went, I tried, and I was like, I can't handle this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like, so I never did it. Yeah, I would have liked to do it in high school, but you know, if I'm honest, dude, I think I was pressured with the whole like I'm an athlete. Mm. Even though there are athletes that did it, you know, I just in my school it didn't happen a lot, and. And it was like you had to kind of choose because it took a lot of time. Because I mean, these are they're doing full plays in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. And but I was like, oh, I want to lift, you know, and get mm-hmm. ready. But I regret that, you know. Yeah, I, a part of me still definitely wishes I, I would have just done it anyway. Because like I, I think was it my junior or senior year, I had, um, I had some sort of it was theater arts. I was in theater arts class, and sometimes we'd go into the um, what do you call that place where they have plays? Hmm. I don't even remember. Auditorium? Yes, auditorium. Man, I couldn't think of what it was called. But, um, yeah, we would go into the auditorium for some of the class, some of the classes, and we would do, like, improv, and that was so fun. I loved doing improv. Oh, yeah. I I- improv, improv was a blast, man. 
but I'm really trying my best to find this. I'm gonna find this, guys, one of these days, and I'll tell you. Nice. But yeah, improv would be it is is hilarious. Dude. Oh, dude, so fun and like just just playing off people and like, oh, it's so fun and like she had like uh, our teacher was super cool and she had so many fun exercises to do. It was cool. She also used to hypnotize us sometimes. Did it work? Not for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I read this thing. Uh, I saw this thing from an actual scientist. So if you want to know if you're easily hypnotizable, I can tell you right now. Really? I'm in. Okay, I think I remember this. All right, put uh, look look straight. Okay, okay. Now tip your head straight back. Look at the ceiling. Now um, close and open your eyes. Uh oh, bro. You you hesitated. Supposedly, if you take a minute, uh-huh. if, it, if it goes slower than normal, you could be hypnotized. Listen, I was hypnotized by by Mad Max one time. Really? He, he got that me. makes sense. He got so me. So supposedly, dude. so like this. Oh yeah, I guess you guys that are in the podcast can hear. You look up at the ceiling, and then you close your eyes and open them. Interesting. And depending on if you you naturally go really slow or you like kind of go fast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I was in. I was in there for a second. I was like. <laughs> you know the best part about this is, is I've tried to have like you know that the there are like random hypnotist things that you can find online for like like sleeping stuff and things like that. I tried one of those a long time ago and it didn't work at all. And some of it I wonder is because I'm so ADHD, like I physically like <laughs> I have a built in like That's cheat funny. code. They're like you need to focus on the voice. And I'm like, I am trying with everything I have to focus on the voice. However, there's a dog running across my vision right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Dude, yeah, dude, Mad Max, he got me ba- He got me good, dude. So is time. that something he's just looked into or what? I, I think so. And, like, dude, because I was just sitting, I was sitting down um, in, the, in the kitchen. And I was, and I told him, I was like, man, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I, I can't remember what it was. I was either anxious or I was tired or maybe both. But he said, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, just relax, man. I was like, all right. And he's like, all right, just close your eyes. I was like, all right. And dude, I was gone. I was gone, dude. And I mean, I remember like, cause I was, it was that weird, like in between where like, you feel like you're asleep, but awake. And like that, I, it's crazy though, because when, when, when he got me out of it though, I was so much calmer. And I was like, that's creepy. You just hypnotized me. But yeah, he dude, he's a he's oh, yeah. good. What, at, how, what did he do? How did he hypnotize you? Um, he essentially just guided me into relax, like in the, into this like relaxed state. So like, he's like close your eyes, and like he kept his voice the same tone the whole time, and it was and like like calm, and then told me like, you know, follow like feel your like feet on the floor, and then feel your legs go sink into the floor. And it was kind of very similar to what, like, my theater arts teacher tried to do with us. But uh, he was just so good at it. And he was like, feel. really, really kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Feel what? I'm trying to think. Like, one of them was like, feel, feel, like, feel the, what do you say? Something about in your head. Like, feel something in your head. And, like, Mm. I felt it. I was like, what the heck, dude? I feel this thing. And then that's, and again, that's when I knew I was gone because I was like, I am just, everything he's saying makes sense right now. And I just feel all of it. <laughs> and I was so relaxed, though. That was the crazy part. But I also had a hypnotist come to our school one time and hypnotize people. What he had to do? 
Oh, he like he was like one of those guys that would like make them like forget their the name and stuff or something. Yeah, like or like they would like he like go to sleep and they just and they were like out. And I I even got to talk to one of them afterwards, and they're like, "I'm sleepy, dude." Like I, it was weird. Oof. Yeah. Where did he say? I'm sorry. Where did Mad Max say he learned it? Or uh, I think he, I, I'd imagine like one? online or something, yeah. but yeah, he just had this, one of his many videos that he watches at his spare time. Yeah, he just had this little method and it just worked, man. He's like, "This is a skill I need." It's impressive. Oh yeah. Anyway, you ready? Uh, that <laughs> that was a nice little sidebar we found. But we ended up <laughs> talking about an actor and a thing going to a or his company to a play to hypnotism. I like it. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it, man. Yeah. It's a good show today. Right, you got anything you want to say to the crowd? Hello, crowd. If you're watching this still, please like, share, follow, comment on all of our social media uh, platforms we have. That's Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, all podcast platforms. We are everywhere. So please tell people why you're watching, because I'll watch too. Other than that, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this. Fun turn anything? You know, Tony's back. We're back. Hey, Tony needs to talk fast. I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you know when you <laughs> Tony goes on for back, 20 minutes. <laughs> Tony, yeah, we, we talk a lot. Anyways, you come on down, you like what you saw, you like what you heard, we ask you to leave a review. We ask you to leave us a five-star review. It helps us on the business end of things. It makes Stick it around, see folks. to other people. Please, it's, it just helps us. I love you all. If you didn't like what you heard today, just keep on stepping. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. It's good to see you, Thanks, man. Tony. Uh, hey, I think that's it. Um, what can I say? Little note, little note. Hey, you know what? Here's something for you. There's hope. There's always hope. Sometimes we can get stuck in a rut or like we can be focused on the circumstances around us and we can start Mm -hmm. to think that it's never going to change. I get it. I can be the same way. Here's the fact. God has promised us, right? Especially if you're, if you're in Christ out there, listen, he has promised you that there's always hope that he's coming through and, um, he's going to, he's going to show up. He's going to be in your situation. So just hang on. Trust him, walk through it, and focus on the things that you can control, Mm. and the rest of it will fall into place. We hope you guys have a great day, and God bless.